Good morning and welcome to Whittenshaw Community Church online service. I want to thank you for joining us this morning. Now, last week we celebrated the day of Pentecost, the, the, the birth of the church. And we looked at how there is more to this life than being saved and going to heaven. How God wants to empower us to give you and I the power in three different ways. He wants to empower us to live righteously while we are here on this earth. He wants to empower us to live supernaturally, but most importantly, He wants to empower us to fulfill His mission here on this earth. You see, God has more for you and I uh, than we can ever imagine. Over and over again, the Bible mentions the Holy Spirit. In fact, the Spirit of God is mentioned over 800 times in the Scripture. You see, the Spirit of God is mentioned in the very second verse of the Bible. In Genesis chapter 1 verse 2 it says, Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Now this word that's translated as Spirit in the Old Testament is from a word called Ruach. Where literally it means a wind or a breath. But not just a normal breath, by the way. It means a violent exaltation, a blast of a breath. I want to tell you this morning that Holy Spirit comes with power. Now, in, in the New Testament, the Greek word that is translated as spirit is the word called pneuma. Uh, it also means a wind, a current of uh, air or even a blast of a breath. What is really interesting to me when I read the Old Testament times, the Spirit of God, we can see how it would actually come on a person, but then often it would literally depart. We have a great example of this when we look at the life of Saul, for example, how the Spirit of God would come on Saul, and when he sinned, the Spirit of God would often leave him, right? Now the same is true with David. When David sinned against God with Bathsheba, he cried out to God, Please don't take your spirit from me. But you see, in the New Testament times, once Jesus left, He, he, he sent us the Holy Spirit. You see, for those who are believers in Christ, the Holy Spirit will never ever leave us nor forsake us. In the New Testament, we can see how the Holy Spirit literally descended upon Jesus in the form of a dove. And we talked about this last week, how when the Holy Spirit came upon the disciples at the day of Pentecost, it literally came with empowerment to help them to speak in other tongues and to do all sorts of miraculous works. You see, the Holy Holy Spirit is empowering people with the spiritual gifts. You see, to live this supernatural life in a very, very natural world. And you see, the Holy Spirit is giving people today the fruits of the Spirit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and even self-control. But sadly, so many people live a spiritless life when God wants you to live this spirit-filled, spirit-powered life. Now, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now, before we dive into the Word, let us start with the word of prayer. Father God, we just want to thank you. We want to honor you. We want to praise you for your goodness and mercy. We want to thank you that you didn't leave us as orphans, that you send us the Holy Spirit, our helper and comforter, Father. And we just want to thank you for that. Father, as we uh, have gathered here together to hear your Word, I want to pray that you use me to speak 
total truth and in total clarity this morning. Father, prepare our hearts to hear what you have to say this morning. Remove all distractions in the name of Jesus. I have prayed right now. Amen and amen. So over the next few weeks, we'll be looking at the topic of the Holy Spirit. And we try to get a biblical understanding on who exactly is the Holy Spirit. And we want to look at the role that the Holy Spirit plays in the life of believers. Now, if you have your Bibles today with you, let us just open them up to Gospel of John chapter 14. And we want to read from verse 15. Now, these are the words of Jesus. As he was comforting his disciples, he was explaining that he was going to go away to build a mansion for them in heaven but he was going to send them the comforter the helper so let us just read John chapter 14 verse 15 and this is what it reads if you love me obey me and I will ask the father and he will give you another comforter and he will never leave you who is this comforter verse 17 explain he is the Holy Spirit the spirit who leads you in all truth the world at large cannot receive him for it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you do, for he lives with you and someday shall be in you. Listen, this is very important. The Holy Spirit is not an it. Sometimes people say, well, it's leading me to do something. Listen, Jesus refers to the Holy Spirit as him. He is the third person of God in Trinity. He is very literally God in spirit form. So when you read about the Holy Spirit in the scripture, you can find that you can actually grieve the Holy Spirit. You see, the Holy Spirit has emotions. Now, we will talk about this in more details later on. But for now, I just want you to listen to what Jesus said in Gospel of John, uh, chapter 16, verse 7. And this is what he said. But I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I should go away. If I do not go away, the helper, comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, standby will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him, the Holy Spirit, to you to be in close fellowship with you. So who is the Holy Spirit? He's the one who intercedes or prays for you. He's also your counselor. You see, the Holy Spirit is your advocate before God. He's your comforter. He's your helper. Jesus said, you know what? It's to your advantage that I should go. Because if I don't go, your helper, he won't come. But if I go, I will send them to you. You see, the Greek word here is used is parakletos. God in spirit form, he is called to be inside of you, to be your comforter, to be your counselor, to be your intercessor, to be your helper, to be very literally, to be your friend, okay? So Jesus tells the disciples, listen, it's actually best for you if I'm not here, but instead the Holy Spirit will come and he will dwell within you and he will never leave you nor forsake you. God's presence, that's amazing. So what does the Holy Spirit do? Uh, well, this week we will look at what the Holy Spirit does within the believer. But next week we'll look at how the Holy Spirit wants to equip you to live this supernatural life while you are here in this very natural world. 
You see, the Holy Spirit gives you spiritual gifts. And regardless how difficult the world around us gets, you still have the fruits of the Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. You see, we as Christians should have advantage over everyone else. But sadly, many Christians around the world look no different to the rest of the world. I mean, they are believers and they have accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Savior, but they are still bound in the same prison to the same sins as the rest of the world. I mean, Christians whose prayer lives are basically flat. You see, people who are afraid, struggling, gripped by fear and even worry and anxiety. People who believe in Jesus Christ, yet their lives have no real power. Why is that? Because so many people today are living a spiritless life when God wants His children to literally live a spirit-filled and a spirit-empowered, a spirit-led, and even a spirit-equipped life of victory to please God the Father. Why is it that so many people are living a spiritless life? Now, there are many reasons, but today I just want us to briefly look at two of them. The first one, if you're taking notes, is this. There are so many Christians who are not aware of the Holy Spirit. You see, in the book of Acts chapter 19, verses 1 to 3, uh, there is an interesting story that relates to the scripture really well. The scripture says, while Apollos was in Corinth, Paul traveled through the interior regions until he reached Ephesus on the coast where he found several believers. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? He asked them. No, they replied. We haven't even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Verse 3, then what baptism did you experience? He asked. Then they replied, the baptism of John. You see, there are many Christians today that are in a very similar place. Yes, they have heard of the Holy Spirit. They believe in the Trinity. They believe in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But that's as far as they understand. I want to tell you this morning that there's a whole other world of power that is literally available to believers through God, the Holy Spirit. And sadly, a whole lot of Christians just don't know much about Him. I'm just reminded of the time that I used to work at Manchester Airport Group. Now, uh, honestly, over the years I've traveled a lot, but never first class, always the economy class. And I've never really experienced what it's like to actually travel first class. Now, while I was at Manchester Airport, I had a privilege on going to this Airbus A380 for a tour. Now, a typical Airbus 380 has three different classes. The economy class, which I'm quite familiar with, which holds around about 439 passengers. Then I was taken to the business class, which holds literally about 76 passengers. And I was just in awe of how beautiful it was. The size of the seats were just amazing. The space, the quality of everything. I mean, I was just in awe. Then I was taken to the first class, which holds literally 10 passengers. I can't even express to you what it was like. Truly, truly amazing. I mean, you have your own private room, your own bathroom, your own shower. I mean, a life that I knew nothing about. 
You know what though, after that experience, I've now added it to my bucket list of things to do. I really believe the same applies to our Christian life. There are Christians all over the world that are going through life without the power, without this victory, without this strength. There is this spiritual power from God in heaven that is greater than you could ever imagine. Listen, the very same spirit that raised Christ from dead is available for every believer. He will fill you. He will direct you. He will comfort you. He will guide you. He will counsel you. He will convict you and even empower you. That is available to all Christians. But you know what? Sadly, there are so many people who are living this spiritless life because they are just unaware of the power of the presence of God in the Holy Spirit that is available for every Christian. Why are so many people living this spiritless life? Because many are just simply unaware. Now the second reason, if you're taking notes, is this. There are some Christians who are simply resist the Holy Spirit. I really believe that there are so many Christians where the Holy Spirit is uh, prompting them to even, even leading them to do something, and they just simply resist the Holy Spirit. And this is a very common scenario. You might have even experienced this in your own life. You're about to do something that is not right. And then the Holy Spirit literally convicts you. And you know that is the Holy Spirit, but you simply just ignore it. You ignore that conviction, you do it anyway. So you keep pushing the Holy Spirit away. Sometimes even the Holy Spirit might be prompting you to do something good, to give something, to bless someone else. And you just push him away by ignoring that prompting. And the danger is this, okay? The danger is that you can actually get to a place where you have resisted the Holy Spirit for so long that your heart becomes hardened to the gentle prompting of the Spirit of God. And there's actually a story in the Bible in the, that relates to this really well. Stephen in the New Testament, who was very young and courageous and this bold believer, was stoned to death by religious people. And this is what he said to them. He said to them in Acts chapter 7 verse 51, You stiff-necked and stubborn people, uncircumcised in heart and ears, you are always actively resisting the Holy Spirit. You are doing just as your fathers did. Now you might be here this morning and you are also actively resisting the Holy Spirit. Now you might be thinking to yourself, well, how do I know it is the Holy Spirit that is prompting me? Let me give you an example for me. When I look at my own personal relationship with the Holy Spirit, I know for a fact that I'm very selfish by nature. So if there's anything that's benefiting me, then I know it's my own thoughts and desires. But if there's something that doesn't benefit me, but instead it benefits others and it can even bring glory to God, then I know that that prompting is from the Holy Spirit. If I'm being convicted not to do something that I know is wrong, I know that that is actually the Holy Spirit that's convicting me and to stop to do what I'm about to do. But if I'm being led to do something that is going to bless others, then I know that is the Holy Spirit prompting me. 
You see, if you keep ignoring these promptings, you're simply resisting the Holy Spirit. You can actually grieve the Holy Spirit, by the way. And as a result, your heart can become hardened. You see, the Holy Spirit is a gentleman and he will never ever push himself on you. If you resist him long enough, uh, your heart even might grow really, really hard. And as a result, you literally stop recognizing the promptings of the Holy Spirit of God. So let us just do a quick recap before we move on. Why are so many people today living this spiritless life? You see, some are just not simply aware of the Holy Spirit and others have become so skilled at resisting the Holy Spirit that their hearts have literally become hardened. Now for the next few minutes, I want to talk about how the Holy Spirit can minister to us. Now this morning, we will just look at three different ways that the Holy Spirit can minister to us. Now the first one, if you're taking notes, is this. The Holy Spirit will comfort you. That's right. The Holy Spirit will comfort you. You see, the Holy Spirit is called the Comforter and He will comfort you when you are hurting. You see, here is what the Bible says in John chapter 14, verse 16. And I will pray the Father and He shall give you another Comforter and He may abide with you forever. You see, when you live in God's presence, when you walk with the Holy Spirit day by day, moment by moment, you will always be headed in the right direction. And I want to tell you, that is not difficult because He does all the heavy lifting. When you lift Him up in praise, He will lift you up in every other way. He becomes your strength when you have none. He is your guide when you don't know what to do. He is your comforter when you are hurting and you are distressed. And by the way, I'm not saying that you will never have another problem when you're led by the Spirit because we don't always follow His prompting perfectly. And Jesus said also that there will be times of suffering. But you know what? In those times, He'll be with us. And I want to promise you, I've been in times when life has been very difficult and somehow I can still sense His comfort over me. You see, the Holy Spirit can comfort you with a peace that goes way beyond human understanding. It is the comforting presence of God, the Holy Spirit. Now you might be going through a hard time right now. I want to tell you that the Holy Spirit can comfort you. Now the second thing, if you're taking notes, is this. The Holy Spirit can also counsel you. Now the Holy Spirit is your counselor. You see, when you don't know what to do, the Holy Spirit can direct you. Listen to what the scripture says in John chapter 16, verse 13. Jesus said this, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. You see, the Holy Spirit led life is the only life that makes sense. It is the only way to fulfill your highest purpose and receive all that God has for you. But you cannot be led by the Spirit unless you are filled with the Spirit. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, He becomes your guide. He becomes your counselor. Without the Holy Spirit guidance and counsel, you will not be able to achieve the amazing and the powerful life God has for you. You see, a Spirit-filled and a Spirit-led life is a life of power. You see, the Holy Spirit works through you in ways that makes it possible for you to do the things that you could not do on your own. And the third thing, if you're taking notes, is this. The Holy Spirit will convict you. Listen to what it says in John chapter 16, verse 8. And when He comes, 
He will convict the world of its sin and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. In fact, even today, there are those of you that are being convicted by the Spirit of God. There is something in your life that is not right and you know that it shouldn't be there. And you're sensing that the Holy Spirit is telling you. I've not even mentioned what it is, but you're feeling convicted. You know why that is? That is the presence of the Holy Spirit convicting you. And there are others of you that you're being drawn to God right now and you don't know why. Maybe you're watching this service, you're not even a church person, but you're just drawn to the Spirit of God right now. I want to tell you, that is the Holy Spirit convicting you of your need for God. You know, even when I think about my own personal experience with God, it was the Holy Spirit that convicted me of my sin. I was in the need of a cleansing. That's when I realized I need to surrender my life. I needed a Savior. I remember in my early days, I used to open the Bible. None of it made any sense. I couldn't understand any of it. So I just literally put it away. You know what? When I received the Holy Spirit, I remember I felt drawn supernaturally to open the Bible again. As I started to read the Bible, the Holy Spirit literally would interpret the Scriptures for me. Then gradually, I remember the Holy Spirit would literally bring conviction in different parts of my life, different areas. And and the minute I surrender my life with the help of the Holy Spirit, I was able to break so many addictions in my life. And I was totally, honestly set free for the first time. I really believe there are those of you here today that you're under this conviction. You, you, you are being drawn to God and you don't know why. I want to tell you it's because the Holy Spirit is here. You know what? You can surrender to Him or you can fight Him off. But let me just warn you. You don't want to fight Him off for too long because your heart can become really hard to this gentle voice of the Holy Spirit of God. God the Father loved you so much that He sent God the Son, Jesus, who lived this sinless life and died and rose again so that you could know Him. You see, Jesus didn't leave us here as orphans. He said, it's better for me to go so that I can send you the Helper so that we could be empowered by the Holy Spirit to live a life that would literally honor and please and glorify God. You see, God has more for you than you can ever imagine. You see, we need Jesus in order to have a deep relationship with God. And we need the Holy Spirit to become all that we were created to be and to do all that we are called to do. And this morning, I want to tell you, this is a decision that you must make to receive all that the Holy Spirit has for you. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He will never impose himself on you. He will never violate your will. He waits for you to invite Him to work powerfully in your life. So this morning, if you want to invite the Holy Spirit in your life, just repeat this prayer after me. Heavenly Father, I ask you for a great outpouring of your Holy Spirit in me. I don't ever want to take it lightly, the fact that you have sent your Spirit to dwell in me to guide me, to help me live the life you have for me. Fill me afresh with your love, with your peace, and with your power today. Make me whole from the inside out. Cleanse my heart from anything that is not from you.
Thank you, Jesus, for setting me free. Thank you for filling me with your Holy Spirit. Thank you that your power is greater than anything I face. Holy Spirit, speak to me and tell me what I need to know. Give me a greater sense of your presence. Quiet my mind and heal every negative emotion. Thank you, God, that you always are with me. I long to know you better every day. So I ask right now for a fresh and ever-increasing flow of your Spirit. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would make your home in my heart. I pray that you would remove anything in my life that would grieve you. I don't ever want to hinder your work in my life. I invite you to move powerfully through me. I want to always be sensitive to your leading. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. And as we keep praying today, here is the beautiful thing right now. The Holy Spirit is moving and drawing some of you towards God right now. You are sensing a conviction of the Spirit of God right now. And you know that you need Him. You need all of Him. You need more of Him and you are calling on Him right now. Jesus saved me and transformed me. You see, the way to a better life, both now and in eternity, is to have a close relationship with God. And you see, that could only happen through His Son, Jesus. Listen, if that's you and you feel convicted of your sins, all you have to do is repent your sins and ask Jesus to come into your life. And you can do that simply by praying this prayer right after me. Heavenly Father, save me from all my sins. I call on Jesus to be the Lord over my life. Holy Spirit, fill me so I can live a life that would honor you. I belong to you. I'm yours. Thank you for my new life. Now you have mine. In Jesus' precious name I pray. Amen. Now if you pray this prayer for the first time, or you are rededicating your life back to Him, if you're watching this online, then please contact us by clicking the link that is in the comment section. Uh, this will take you to our website. Please fill in your details so that we can contact you and help you with your next step. If you're watching the service from church and you prayed this prayer for the first time, just raise your hand and one of the leaders will come and help you with your next step. I want to thank you again for joining our service this morning. Hope to see you again next week. But I want to pray that in the meantime, you have a blessed week. God bless you.